Today, here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week, we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Rock. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here today on uh, show number 244 with Jared Williams and Nick Sykes, uh, who was one of the co-founders of Driver. Did I pronounce that right, Nick? You did. Thanks for joining me. Jared, thanks for joining me. Thank you. Before we get started, guys, let me tell our, our listeners what's coming up next week. I'm out on vacation, so we'll probably stick a, uh, a repeat episode in on leadership. And the following week on July 24th, we have John Ballard, who's a uh, professor over at... Yeah, me too. Anyway, he's written a new book on organizational behavior. We're going to talk about that. The following week, we're going to have Mark Horowitz on. He's going to talk about the truth in investing in the last week in July. On Wednesday, July 22nd, is the first half of the new Sandler two-day boot camp. That's going to be the July 22nd and August 24th. You can call Brittany at uh, 513-753-9400, extension 106, to get more information about the, the Sandler boot camp. The next two business leaders workshops, uh, August 13th and September 10th. Those are going to be great programs. And let's see... There's another great, great Sandler program that I'll have to tell you about later. So let me introduce uh, you guys. Jared Williams. Uh, Jared is an experienced sales professional and business development leader. His history and experience are in retail management, business-to-business sales, networking, re- building relationships is the perfect blend to build a new company and, and grow and expand. Inspired by uh, Elon Musk's vision of a better world and what Tesla represents, Jared pursued a, an opportunity to be part of a startup company using cu- cutting-edge technology to revolutionize the perception of transportation. Tasked with building the driver brand and driving growth for expansion, Jared executes the vision of Drybar and change and the change it represents. Jared, how long have you been with uh, Driver? Uh, since April. Since April of 2015. Good. And, Nick, you were a former employee of Tesla. Mm-hmm. I was. Good. And you started the Magic in the Future where transportation could be democratized and evolved in the same way that CDs have replaced the uh, same way that CDs have been replaced by ad-supported streaming music. Spotify, Pandora, yeah. I think that's the way the transportation is going. Ad-based, right? So you've got... Um, corporations paying to get you in a car and they can advertise it to you specifically during that trip. Uh, With autonomy, the cost for 
an autonomous car to operate as a taxi is very, very low. So low that you could do the same thing with transportation that you've seen happen in the music industry. Mm -hmm. So you think eventually the, the Teslas that you're running now are going to be replaced by Google autonomous cars? No, I think they'll be replaced by Tesla autonomous cars. Tesla's building an autonomous car. Yeah, actually, they currently make one. The, the cars come with autopilot features today. Really? Yeah. We'll have to talk more about that. It's, it, you, your bio says that you were inspired by the Tesla business model and Elon Musk's vision for the future. Do you see the world where, as a place where everyone is going to be driving an electric car? Absolutely. Or riding an electric car. Okay. The car is going to drive itself. Right. I don't think car ownership is going to be the same in five years as it is today. Really? What, what do you think is going to, to happen in five years? Because that's not really a long time. Right. So I think what you're seeing is a transition to autonomous vehicles. Uh, occurring in many different market segments across transportation, trucking, you know, you see Uber and Tesla and Google all pushing for uh, regulatory changes in the autopilot uh, type of uh, um, transportation segment. Mm -hmm. uh, with that, you know, we're already halfway through the regulatory process to autonomy. Um, I'm pretty optimistic on this, but I think that three to five years is a, a good window to see this transition occur to where it's going to be legal. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to have to put in the Walt Disney uh, wires in every road. No, no. The technology that the cars use is extremely advanced, uh, similar to what you'd see the government use in drones. Mm -hmm. uh, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about the self-driving features currently in a, a Tesla? Yeah, so it currently has the hardware to support full autonomy. Um, but there are four steps of autonomy regulatory approval, and we're only at step two which is allowing the car to make safety-based adjustments to your driving, right? You see the commercials all the time on TV talking about the car braking for you, uh, making turns to avoid things in the road. Those types of things are in place today, and the car can do that. You're also going to get advanced features like um, lane awareness, so it's going to know if you're in the lane or not and vibrate the steering wheel for you. And it's going to read the, speedometer, the speed signs on the road and display that on your dash so you never have to worry about missing the sign. The car knows how fast it should be going. Well, the global positioning systems will tell it what the road's supposed to be the right. last time the map was updated. That's true, and you can't rely on that. So the cars are equipped with laser and uh, infrared sensors that can read the road faster than we can. Is that in a Tesla today? Absolutely. Really? Yes. I was unaware of that. Yeah. How long did you work for Tesla? About a year. Mm -hmm. Here in Cincinnati? Yeah, in Cincinnati. Mm -hmm. How many Teslas do we have on the roads here in Cincinnati? When I left Tesla, there were about 500. I would imagine it's closer to 700 now. Mm -hmm. Now with their uh, delivery showroom on, uh, where is it? It was in the mall. Uh, they recently built a new one up in Blue Ash to right. replace the Land Rover dealership. The Land Rover's moving behind that. Um, and that's pretty exciting because it has the first supercharger for the Cincinnati area, which is a station that will charge the car in 30 to 45 minutes for free. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not bad, except if, you know, you're down here in Eastgate, there's no place to plug in. There are several places. In Eastgate? Oh, yeah. There are charging partners all over the city. Um, and until you actually expose yourself to the electric vehicle uh, segment, really, and the, the, there's a whole community around this, uh, it's hard to understand the infrastructure that's grown and how quickly it's grown. 
Mm-hmm. So offhand, where would you charge a, a, a car here in Eastgate? Jungle Gyms has some electric car chargers, actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know we could count on, on Jim for some strange <laughs> stuff. He's good for the eclectic, and the uh, he wants to include everybody. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, you talked about the uh, the self-driving features. Let me ask a, a, a an off-the-wall question. Uh, and I guess that was something because that I read in in the Wall Street Journal or something that because the cars are so interconnected with the internet, uh, if you're speeding, your car could actually report that to the authorities, and you could you could wind up with a ticket. So it might be better than the red light cameras. Is is, is that real? The potential is there, but you, you really have to trust the company that you're buying the car from, right? And if you look at Elon Musk. Mm-hmm. The guy who started Tesla, uh, he's given you nothing but reasons to trust him, um, and the, he's really approaching humanity's problems in a, in a good way. That is an afterthought to me, right? The fact that somebody may be able to glean information off of my driving data and you know, do something negative with it um, is a very small backthought mm-hmm. to the, the vision that, that's really coming to play here. Uh, so if the car knows what the speed limit of the road is, right, mm-hmm. let's say it's 70 miles an hour, can I tell the car to go 80? Absolutely. You can tell the car to go to 130. It's not going to stop you. I don't, in, in autonomous mode? I'm not sure. It's not been released. Okay. So there may be some limits in autonomous mode. You would think. Because in autonomous mode, if I said to go uh, 70 in a 60, who would be guilty? You would. And that's the kind of debates that we need to have and are are going on right now to help push this this movement forward. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think, you know, just to, you know, touch on that, but the the vision of the uh, autonomous car is if you can imagine uh, five Teslas, you know, cruising down the highway in a pod, mm -hmm. basically, where they're going to keep the equal distance between the car in front of them. Mm -hmm. You've got the auto braking and the cars can zip down the highway at 100 miles an hour faster than five cars probably could with human drivers driving down the highway at 60, 70. Well, most of the roads around here aren't uh, empty roads. Uh, even if, and I drive a lot between Columbus and Cincinnati. Uh, you always have to veer out to the left or the right to get around the truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, how would a convoy do that? It, you'd follow the first car. But they would also adjust their speed. If there is an obstruction in front, the whole pod would slow down to compensate for that or change lanes and go around the obstruction. Much like a good driver, the car is always calculating options, right? It's Mm -hmm. constantly calculating options faster than you and I could possibly do it. So it knows that if a little girl rides her bicycle out onto the highway, it knows what it's going to do, where it's going to go, and all the different options and ways it could do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, uh, Audi attempted to send a car, an autonomous-driven car, across America, and I understood it only made it 98% of the way. Right. Uh, perhaps you could share with our listeners some of the things that went wrong. I don't know it in a detailed enough manner to... to mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, good. Let's spend... Uh, oh, before we, we, we ask you that question, uh, 
for our listeners, if you want to call in and ask uh, Jared and uh, Nick questions, the call-in number today is, as always, 646-595-4916. We'll uh, be able to take your screen your calls during the commercial breaks. Uh, Nick, why Cincinnati for a, a drive our uh, test case? That's a fantastic question. Uh, it was convenient you know, first. I was already here, and so did my business partner, Brandon, who also worked with me at Tesla. Um, secondly, it is a great test market. Uh, for a proof of concept, you couldn't ask for a more difficult market. People in Cincinnati are amazing, right? They're great. I love the city. I've lived here most of my life. Um, but we are notoriously conservative. Um, in a city of this size, without much charging infrastructure, and we're typically a little bit slow on the uptake of new technology and new ideas uh, compared to some more progressive cities. It would have been a lot easier to launch something like this in. Uh, you have a, a perfect storm there for if you can make it work here, mm-hmm. you can make it work anywhere. And that was valuable to us. Uh, we definitely had have uh, overcome some hurdles, but we know now that we can be successful anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were the type of hurdles you had to overcome here in Cincinnati? <laughs> well, charging was a big one. We had to figure that out. Uh, we get calls and emails pretty frequently from people trying to do this in other parts of the country, uh, asking how we were able to accomplish such a high volume uh, use for these cars with no supercharging infrastructure in Cincinnati until obviously very recently. Um, it, it, it comes down to partnerships with that. And I'm sorry. How did you make it work? You know, the charging stations? Charging stations was a big part of it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, pick up with that, uh, and we're going to take a uh, short commercial break here. Again, the call-in number is 646-595-4916. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Roth & Associates, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. You've heard our commercials about sales and sales management, but you haven't made the call for some reason. Maybe you're having your best year ever. Maybe you think a sales development company won't work in your industry. You're different. I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Maybe you're afraid that if you called, you'd buy something. If you're happy with all your sales and profits and believe you have all the answers or simply don't see yourself investing in yourself or your people, then don't make the call. We have nothing for you. For over 15 years, we've been coaching, mentoring, business owners, and sales professionals who are serious about their careers. So if you believe that Sandler Sales Training might make you better, faster, meaner, and stronger, call me at 513-646-6523 or register for our next open house. Roth & Associates, the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. You can check us at www.rothconsulting.net. Why do some business owners make lots of money while others endure years of mediocrity? Is it really the economy, the market, the weather, the competition? No. These are all called excuses, which are always plentiful. Hi, I'm Mike Roth, founder of Roth & Associates. I'm the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. As a business owner or part of a team, are you accepting excuses from your sales team because you make them yourself? Business winners succeed in spite of this trash. Business winners invest in themselves and their people. For over 15 years, we've been coaching, training, and challenging professionals who are 100% committed to long-term sales growth and profitability, no matter what it takes. If you're deadly serious about increasing your sales, 
Call me at 513-646-6523. I'm the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. To find out how Sandler training can make you better, faster, and stronger, call 513-646-6523. So, Nick, we were talking about how you overcame the the charging station uh, issues here in the Cincinnati market. there were very few of them. I remember a couple of years ago, Mayor Mallory was so proud of having three charging stations uh, down by the river yep. in a parking lot. Sorry point. Yeah. I've used it. You've used it? I have. Uh, and how long does it take you to, to recharge a car at a, at a standard recharging station? It can take a while. Uh, Teslas are very atypical in the way that their batteries are engineered and designed. Um, they handle a much higher... Uh, volume of energy and they are best recharged in a DC to DC capacity. Uh, Standard chargers like that are an AC to DC so there's a conversion that occurs and that slows things down. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, did you mean when you said you had partners around the city you have businesses that put in charging stations for you? Absolutely and actually they put them in for Tesla. Uh, Tesla did a lot of good work on that with a um, backup charging infrastructure if you will. It's a little bit slower. It takes about four hours from empty to full if the car's equipped correctly. Um, but there are charging stations at the Hilton Netherlands, uh, the 580 building, Kenwood Mall, um, and a couple other you know, uh, small businesses around the area that uh, really enable us to serve the need at any time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it seems to me, though, that it's a limited number of, of cars that could be charged per charging station of one. Uh, at most charging stations, like what you'll see at the Hilton in the uh, 580 building, yes. Now, at the supercharger up in Kenwood, Blue Ash area, there are eight superchargers there. So it's designed for a high traffic. Mm. But that's right at the dealership. It is, yeah. Mm. So if you went to the Kenwood Mall, you'd have to find the location where the chargers were. There are 11. There's a bank of 11 chargers at the Kenwood Mall. Oh, okay. That's a b- pretty big bank. It is. That, that won't be a problem. No. But only one station at the... And how far will one of your cars used as a car service uh, go between charges? Uh, up to 300 miles. It depends on the conditions, right? The weather can be a big factor if you need to heat the batteries. If it's very, very cold, below zero degrees uh, Fahrenheit, that can be a, a, about a 10 to 20% um, drain on the battery in and of itself. Uh, but 260 to 300 miles is doable. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about when it's uh, extremely warm and you have to run the air conditioning full on the car? It's not as bad as the cold. Uh, I would say it's about a 5% ambient drain. So electricity is uh, used to run an electric air conditioner in a Tesla? In the most efficient manner possible, yeah. The engineers are extremely detailed, and they will go through great pains to make little efficiency changes within the Tesla. They're always iterating the design. Mm. Sometimes that makes it more difficult to repair later. Well, it's the interesting thing about the Tesla. It's uh, software. So the, it's like a big computer. Uh, Elon had the chance to redesign the car from the ground up. You know, starting with the wheels, that's about the only thing that's the same as what you drive. Um, from, every, from there, it's all different. It's designed around safety first and then efficiency. Uh, and not just efficiency in you know, travel, but efficiency in ownership and maintenance and repair and upgrade. You know, if you look, think about sustainability, sustainability on a big scale, 
what's the most impactful way to be sustainable with a vehicle? Make less of them. If you can make a vehicle that is able to be upgraded, you have to make less vehicles. The production of the vehicle is a very big drain on the environment. Mm-hmm. That is a long-term, big-picture idea that Elon incorporates with these cars. It's not utilized quite yet in a lot of circumstances, but it will be a big big player in the future. Well, don't they put new features on the car every year? They do it every day. Uh, they don't wait model for model years. So a 2014 Tesla delivered in January and 2014 Tesla delivered in December are not going to be the same car. They're going to have different software. Uh, software will be the same because it's upgradable in uh, retro, but the hardware may be slightly different. Um, so during that time frame I just gave you, they may be switched to adding autopilot hardware. So all that fancy autopilot hardware was put on in, I believe, September of 2014. Now, autopilot would mean that the car could make turns by itself? Full driving capabilities by itself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was under the impression that, that and when, this isn't a Tesla show, but Tesla was supposed to be uh, creating a battery pack for the car that could be changed relatively fast at a battery change station. They did, and they did demo that out in California. They had one station uh, where they um, allowed customers to do the battery swap. Uh, what they found is that people didn't really need the speed. So they were the original idea was to give people the option of a fast, um, less than a the time it would take you to fill your gas tank, battery swap for about the price of a tank of gas, or a free 30 to 45 minute charge, mm -hmm. a supercharger. So you could choose fast or free. Hmm. And most people chose? Free. <laughs> free. Yeah. That makes some sense. What is the real cost of charging a Tesla? At home, it's about three cents a mile in the Ohio area. So you get 300 mile range so it's going to be what? About nine bucks. Nine bucks. Yeah. As opposed all the way empty. All the way empty. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, how, how low have you personally driven a Tesla? Well, I've run one out. <laughs> you ran one out? Yeah. yeah. It's hard. You have to really try to do it. Uh, there's about a 15-mile um, reserve, if you will, like a gas tank, mm -hmm. uh, that'll help keep you going uh, when you ignore the, all the warnings. So what, what do you do when, you, when you've run your electric car down to zero? <laughs> Call a tow truck. Tesla has a phenomenal roadside <laughs> assistance program. Uh, they'll come get you and, or jump the car, whatever's needed. They can quickly get it going and get you to a, a charger pretty easily. So even here in Cincinnati? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Interesting. Interesting uh, scenario. Uh, why don't you tell our listeners a little bit more about uh, Driver? So driver is a result of what we saw as a gap in the rideshare industry. Uh, you have companies like Uber and Lyft offering all of these high volume, low cost uh, transportation options that are, are designed to replace taxis and in some circumstances uh, allow people more access to luxury transportation. What we saw was that it was only on demand, there was no scheduled option, there was an inconsistent delivery of that product. You know, Uber and Lyft have no control over the car or the driver. There's no accountability there. Um, and the experience just wasn't what you would want. It's not perfect. It's not ideal. So we had the vision of making the ideal circumstance with the economics of a Tesla. Mm -hmm. uh, in certain cities, uh, 
Uber has been uh, boycotted. Oh, yeah. Paris recently. Yes. Uh, how do you avoid that uh, here in Cincinnati? From a reg- regulatory standpoint, yeah. we are no different from a limo company. So we are not going to find the same issues that Uber has. Um, we are registered with the state as a limo company. So mm-hmm. uh, I am reporting all of that to them. Uber is not. So they won't share that information. Uh, my employees are dri- my drivers are employees. They're not contractors. So I don't have to worry about the um, labor laws that Uber is facing. Do you have uh, background checks for your drivers? Absolutely. Very detailed background checks. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you operate in all areas of the Cincinnati market? We sure do. And we'll go outside of the market as well. And we frequently do. How far outside the market do you go? We've gone to Indianapolis, Cleveland, Lexington, Louisville. We'll go further if you want to go. Just, you know, raises questions. You know, what, at, at what point does, do you have to recharge the car? There are supercharger stops along the way if you go beyond the, the cities I just mentioned. Oh, because I've never seen a supercharger between here and Indianapolis. There's one in Indy. We wouldn't need one in between because, I mean, the, the range is there so we can get the car to Indy, drop our client off, charge up. If we're going to hang around and pick them up and bring them back to Cincinnati, we've got a full charge to make the trip back. Uh, one of the great things about one of the software updates that came out uh, earlier in the spring was if you put in a destination that's beyond the range of the vehicle, it will actually route you through the supercharged network to make it to your destination. Mm. So how many supercharged stations are there around the country? Hundreds. There are hundreds. Hundreds, and there will be exponentially more. I heard a story that uh, Tesla was putting them in at every uh, Cracker Barrel restaurant in the South. Is that true? <laughs> I'm not sure about the, that particular relationship. I know that Meyer has been a very strong proponent for Tesla chargers, especially in this area. Are there any at Meyer stores? Oh, yeah. The, I don't know if it's uh, one of the Meyer family members or somebody that works in one of their executive teams, but uh, he bought a Tesla as soon as he saw it on the, the news on his phone. Mm-hmm. And it, ever since then, he's been a, a huge proponent of helping Tesla put those charging stations in the places they need to be. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, for our listeners, if you want to call in, the number is uh, 646-595-595. Four nine one six. We'll be screening the calls during the commercial break. Uh, one last question before we uh, we go to uh, commercial. Uh, Jarrett, uh, how many cars do you have out on an average day? We usually have three cars uh, running throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got uh, seven drivers currently. We have four cars uh, that are available to be booked. Um, you know, we usually have the fourth car for events. Um, like next week with the All-Star Game, we've got a, a, a four-day booking with Ready, uh, where they're using all four of our cars to transport some guests around uh, to some different events during the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did a wedding this past weekend uh, where we had four cars running. Um, so it just depends, uh, you know, uh, the trends are different day by day. So, you know, on Fridays and Saturday nights, we'll have three cars running all at night. Mm-hmm. Other times during the week, we'll have two cars running, uh, you know, for uh, for pickup, uh, one or two during the day. So it just depends on you know, uh, kind of the trends throughout the week as well as uh, the number of reservations that are coming in uh, prior to for planning. So if someone wanted to go to the airport uh, from uh, the Eastgate area, uh, would there be days that you couldn't book that trip? Next week. 
depending on what time you wanted to book. Oh yeah, <laughs> but it's it's all based on availability. So well, next next week is a one one week in right. thirty years, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, um, you know. So if if there's a time slot that's not available, we try to work you know through that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also a great example as to um, it sheds some light on the growth aspect of of where we are in Cincinnati, um, and hopefully we'll be adding uh, another car or two here in the near future. Mm-hmm. And for the clients, if you have a concern about it not being available on the app and the website you can see all the availability right there the entire schedule so you're very you're, you're just as clued in as we are on the cars availability good and if someone wants to get more information uh where do they go on the web www.godriver that's d-r-i-v-r.com mm-hmm. and jared if they want to talk to you live on the phone during the week what number should they dial uh you're more than welcome to call me directly, 513-633-2396. Uh, or uh, if email's easy, uh, jared.williams at gotriver.com. Good. We're going to take a, uh, a short commercial break, and we'll be back after we listen to Sandler Rule number 47. I'm Brad Massey with Sandler Training. I'm talking to you about rule number 47, selling as a Broadway play performed by a psychiatrist. What does that mean? Selling as a Broadway play, it's about a performance. It's about sometimes having to do things differently than we're comfortable doing. It's about making changes. Sometimes I need to speak with enthusiasm and excitement. Sometimes I need to speak more subtly and articulately, and I need to explain things deeper. Um, Performance by a psychiatrist, what does psychiatry have to do with this rule? It means we have to have an understanding of human dynamics. Being a psychiatrist is about understanding human dynamics. It means we need to be able to manage the way we speak with people. Um, Be an objective participant to the event when we talk to people keep our emotions under control, be able to ask the appropriate questions in a manner that is not contingent on the outcome. In other words, sometimes if I really want to close business, I get emotionally involved and what the other person is telling me has too much impact on me. I just need to understand that there's a process in how we go about interacting with people. And if I can say the right things, if I can ask the right questions, then I don't get emotionally involved with this opportunity. And the right thing always happens, yes or no. This is Mike Roth. I'm here with... uh, Jared Williams and Nick Seitz from Driver. Uh, guys, what do you think the uh, the future looks like for, for Driver? It's bright. I think that uh, you're going to see a, a big uptake with all the, the recent uh, press that we've been getting um, in Cincinnati, and you're going to continue to see the cars, the number of cars grow in the city. Uh, we're also very close to expanding to Denver. Um, and then beyond that, shortly after. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, should, sure, then it was just in, inside that uh, drive circle for Tesla, right? <laughs> Within a day. With, you, you're really moving if you get there in a day. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, there's been some talk for a while about Tesla having a uh, four-wheel drive S- SUV. Uh, are you guys going to be adding that one to your fleet? We certainly will. The Model X is very exciting, especially with the uh, vertical opening doors. I think that'll blow some minds. Vertical opening doors. That You mean gullwing doors? Very similar. Well, they, they're dual-hinged, so they're called falcon wing doors, which is kind of a play on Elon's rocket, the Falcon 9. Um, but it's going to have two hinges to mm-hmm. allow the door to go up completely straight, so you only need about six inches of room between the car and whatever's next to it to open the doors. Hmm. The entire side will open. The entire side will open. And it's a seven-passenger vehicle, so minus a driver, we can uh, drive six guests to their destination. Hmm. Uh, speaking of that, how, how do you accommodate children? Do you have car seats that you send out in the trunk of the car? We don't have car seats, but the back seats are latch certified. So all three rear seats are latch certified, and we are happy to accommodate car seats. So what you, we usually suggest is the parent would provide the car seat at drop-off. We'll take the car seat out, put it in the trunk, and make sure that car is the car that returns to pick them back up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's interesting because Teslas have a trunk in the back and the front. Yes. Mm-hmm. Lots of storage space for all of your luggage. Right. We have a uh, a friend in, in the Rotary Club who owns a, a Tesla. Yeah. Yeah. And if anyone listening has got a car of special interest, the Rotary Club picnic, I think, is August uh, 29th. 29th. And we're looking for cars of special interest. Having a couple of Teslas there would be interesting. Uh Glenn Schrusinger is the guy. Mm-hmm. He's got one that's bright red. Glenn's a great guy. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's been on the show, too. Uh, okay. Uh, so all of your promotion for the driver service is uh, on the web? It's mostly digital. Uh, Facebook and some uh, SEO and some targeted ads on web, uh, airline booking sites. Mm-hmm. But we also have an advertisement at the airport. Um, you know, Jared's out you know, talking the brand up all the time. I'm always out representing. So we're, we're very active. Mm-hmm. Well, why did you pick Denver as an expansion city? It is a booming economy. The green, environmentally savvy uh, populace there will eat this up. You know, there are some examples of people renting Teslas there. It's, it's been very successful. No one doing quite what we do, though. Um, and... It's a good step up in city size compared to Cincinnati without going too huge too quick. You know, we want to iterate. We want to make sure that we're growing with our consumer, not ahead of them. Yeah, I was. I always thought of Denver as the uh, bottom end of the A cities in America. <laughs> I'm happy to be in that bottom end. Yeah, well, Cincinnati is not an A city. No. <laughs> uh, but when you go, when you go into an A city, what you what you face is a lot of traffic congestion uh, that you don't face here in in Cincinnati. Uh, what happens with an electric vehicle when you when you're in a bumper to bumper traffic jam for forty or fifty minutes? It's more efficient. It's more efficient. Mm-hmm. Think of it this way: there are seventy one hundred laptop batteries in the floor of that car. If you're not moving, it's only powering one laptop, and that's the center screen. Mm-hmm. Nothing else. Well, there's some AC and, you know, AC, but that's a good way to think heat, about capacity. And there are how many? 7,100? Yep. 
where they stick them all? It's on the floor. <laughs> Very carefully arranged on the floor. Uh, so does the floor of the vehicle get get warm? No. That's a liquid cooled, which makes it unique to any other electric car on the market today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if if your company is, is, is growing, you're getting a lot of repeat business. Do, do, you, do you track that? Oh, absolutely. What percentage of the business is coming from people who used a uh, driver once and are, are repeating the experience? We're in the high 40 percentile range for repeat users right now. Okay. That's not bad. No. Uh, what do your customers say the best thing about uh, the driver service is? I think, you know, the, the uh, best feedback or and the most repetitive feedback uh, is that we're on time and we're reliable. So a lot of it is, you know, everybody thinks a car is great and a car is awesome, and, um, but that's not just what we're selling. Um, you know, if somebody wants to book us to get to an appointment or to the airport to make a flight, uh, they can rely on us to be at their pickup, at their origin, on time, and get them to their destination on time. I think that's the biggest thing um, that other companies miss out on. When you're talking about uh, Uber, uh, when I'm ready, I hail an Uber. I don't know when that car is going to arrive. So with Driver, with us, we can, uh, our customers can book in advance when they know that when they book their flight, they can book their car to come pick them up for that flight. And you know, at the same time, when they know that that flight is going to be on time coming back, they can book their car before they board to pick them up at the airport and we're there waiting for them. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of frowning because you never know when the flight's going to be on time coming yeah. back. We do we, also track it. We do track so we can make adjustments on our end uh, on you know when we need to be there. So uh, you know as long as we have flight information, um, you know, and, and, and the big thing is our drivers communicate with our passengers mm-hmm. uh, to, to make sure that they're on time, we're on time. Uh, so it, it makes it a much easier process for. Our customers. Mm-hmm. Do you have any problems with the airport in, in where you pick people up? No, no problems at all. Uh, airport's been very welcoming to us, so we have our CBG stickers on mm-hmm. our bumpers, so we can actually pull in where the limousine staging area is, park, we go in, we have a sign with our guest's name on it, mm-hmm. uh, so we meet them at the welcome point, help them with their baggage, get them in their car, and get them to their destination. Oh, that's good. That's good. Uh, I didn't realize you did that. Uh, have you identified who your target best prospects are for driver service? I think it's a, a little all over the place, really. It's it's an appealing uh, concept to a lot of people. We've got the tech people who want the uh, the, the car. Uh, we've got uh, you know the green conscious uh, customers that want the electric side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know we're we're private, we're discreet, uh, you know. So we're you know I, I don't think we hit just one you know set of you know. There isn't one demographic, right? Uh, are your cars uh, labeled and signed? No. There's a front license plate that says driver on it, but uh, more branding is coming soon. Oh, you are going to put branding on the cars? Yeah, it will not be gaudy or ostentatious. It'll be very low key, but you'll know it's a driver car. 
Okay, so you're not going to put a whole body wrap on no, it. No. Okay, that's good. Uh, I think people would negatively react to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the marketplace, uh, what do you think your unique market advantage is? We are a white glove service, so we're aimed at giving the customer full control. So from the time that they set their first appointment to the time that the driver meets them, the car is there. It's theirs, right? They can control the music, the temperature. Uh, we have Wi-Fi in the cars, so if you need to get work done or Skype with your daughter on the way to the airport, whatever it happens to be, you can do those things in the car at no additional cost. Additionally, because the drivers are so good at what they do, they establish relationships with their clients. So a lot of them will remember what you like, or they'll write them down so that they know your preference next time they pick you up. Mm-hmm. Uh, how does the passenger in the back of the uh, car control the radio? They talk to the driver currently. Uh, we are going to be putting iPads in the back seats of the cars to allow seamless control of audio and temperature control. Mm-hmm. We do have some customers who, as far as music, that like to listen to music, will actually pair their phone up to our car and then they can, can play their own music through their uh, iPhone. Or Android? Or Android, you know, whatever. <laughs> okay. Whatever device they've got. I found some of the streaming services to be uh, poor on quality for, for uh, sound. I'll pick on Amazon and uh, uh, satellite radio. Mm. Uh, poor sound quality. iTunes, much higher sound quality there. Yes, yes. I just picked on two. <laughs> sound quality is a... A long-time bugaboo with me. Uh, if I'm going to pay for satellite radio, it, it should sound great. I agree. And uh, <laughs> not so good. <laughs> uh, uh, how, how fast is the Internet speed that you have in the cars? It's LTE, so it's as fast as AT&T can provide. Okay, so that's really, really fast Internet. Very fast. <laughs> that's faster than Mercedes has provided. Absolutely. I, I don't think there's a car yet that comes with LTE internet service. I may be wrong on that, but the Tesla has a built-in 3G connection for all of its in-car stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, we added the highest speed internet connection so that if our important clients have something to do, that they need to be able to stream a Skype conversation, they can do it with confidence in the back of the car. Yeah, I, I had the Mercedes uh, internet service in my car, mm-hmm. and it was so poor uh, that I canceled it. Wow. I mean, it was so slow and pathetic. Uh, it was just just terrible. I, I think they're sending the Internet back to Germany <laughs> by a telegraph before they send it back to the screens in the car. It was, it was terrible. Uh, how long do you think a car, a Tesla, would last in the type of service that you're putting in? A very long time. In fact, we're betting on it. So the car has an unlimited mile drivetrain warranty. It's got an eight-year limit to it, but that covers the battery, the drivetrain, everything about that. Um, so, What about the wear and tear parts, like brakes? So it has a regenerative braking system, so the brakes last a long time as well. Uh, typical brakes on these things are going to go for 100, 150,000 miles. Um, what's unique is, because it's an electric motor, there are very few moving parts in that drivetrain, right? A single axle has less than 10 moving parts on a Tesla. If you compare that to your car, you have more than parts than that moving in your injectors alone. 
So there's a lot less to go wrong. The injector's probably got one moving part. It depends on if it's a direct injector or not, right? Yeah. I'm assuming Mercedes is probably a pretty good injection system. But the when you remove all of the complication there, you have a very reliable long-term machine. And mm-hmm. you'll see that in the electric motors that were built in the late 1800s that are still running today on mostly original parts. Mm-hmm. So you, you, are you making me believe that Tesla's building motors to the standards of the 1800s? <laughs> With today's technology applied, <laughs> you can extrapolate, right? Okay, I can extrapolate. We're going to take uh, our last uh, commercial break. Again, you can call in on 646 646- Five nine five four nine one six, and uh, our guests from Driver will be more than happy to. Uh... This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. Insanity is defined as doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Let's talk about doing business in two thousand and nine. Times are tough. We're in a recession, and the economy is tightening. That's what we're all being told these days. Nevertheless, there are companies making their fortunes during these same troubled times. What really separates those who prosper from those who struggle? Do you want to know how your aptitude for growth versus your commitment to growth affect your results in this tough business year? Sandler Training isn't for everyone. It's tough, expensive, but gets great results. If you're serious, call me, Mike Roth, at 513-646-6523 and ask to attend our next open house or check out our website at rothconsulting.net. Sandler Training, finding power in reinforcement. 513-646-6523. Company owners and sales managers, are you sick and tired of hiring a salesperson you think is Tom Cruise only to get Pee Wee Herman on the first day of the job? Call me, Mike Roth, 513-646-6523 to stop this from happening to you again. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Roth & Associates, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. You've heard our commercials about sales and sales management, but you haven't made the call for some reason. Maybe you're having your best year ever. Maybe you think a sales development company won't work in your industry. You're different. I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Maybe you're afraid that if you called, you'd buy something. If you're happy with all your sales and profits, and believe you have all the answers or simply don't see yourself investing in yourself or your people, then don't make the call. We have nothing for you. For over 15 years, we've been coaching, mentoring, business owners, and sales professionals who are serious about their careers. So if you believe that Sandler Sales Training might make you better, faster, meaner, and stronger, call me at 513-646-6523 or register for our next open house. Roth & Associates, the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. You can check us at www.rothconsulting.net. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with uh, Driver, Nick Seitz, and uh, Jared Williams. Uh, guys, do you have a strategic uh, business plan for each market? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. It's going to vary by market. Sure. Uh, if we're having this conversation three years from now, how many cities would you say you were in? Three years, 18 cities. 18 cities? Yes, sir. That's going to take a lot of capitalization. We are currently funding. So. Okay. You're not using crowdfunding? No. Private investors? Private, yep. Good. Uh, and at this point, how successful have you been in achieving your goals in the business plan? Very successful. So we started with one car mm-hmm. 10 months ago, mm-hmm. um, four now, and we did not anticipate 
this quick of an uptake when we started with that one car. So we added the second and third cars pretty quickly. Um, we anticipate that this is only going to get steeper in its trajectory, especially in larger cities mm -hmm. where the uptake is likely to be more widespread as we're able to choose our entry methods into new cities, uh, different marketing strategies that are going to allow us to get very wide um, press coverage as mm -hmm. we enter the market and slightly before. Okay. Uh, different than you needed here in Cincinnati. Yeah, here it was more of a slow roll. Let's figure out what works and iterate until it, it's a solid business model and we can repeat it. Um, there, we have a solid business model that we're going to go in with. We want to make a splash when we hit. So in Cincinnati, you have one base station. Meaning? Uh, a garage where you put all four cars if no one is no car is in use. Uh, no, we park them all over the city. You park them all over the city? They're not out of use for very long. So they're... Uh, at those partner charging stations various times throughout the day. Okay, so the driver would drive his electric powered, uh, his gas powered car to a pickup point where he'd pick up the Tesla for the uh, particular run? Currently. Or he'll have it for his shift. Okay, okay. Uh, what do you see is the, uh, the biggest problem in acceptance of uh, your concept here in the market? One thing you could change, go back 10 months, what would you change? I don't know if there's anything I would change. I would say that the most difficult piece of uptake in Cincinnati is awareness of what we really do and what separates us from the other options. Um, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to in the area that have heard of Uber but never used it. Um, those are the people that we want to ultimately use driver because they're still using the old services that are, are antiquated, taxis and you know, the traditional limos and that kind of stuff. But the experience is not what you can ultimately provide in the best way possible. We use technology to give people the experience of a rideshare, I'm sorry, the experience of a limo with the convenience of an access of a rideshare. Okay, that's a good way of putting it. Uh, my wife has used Uber uh, out on Long Island, and that worked out really well. She, frankly, I've never used used it. <laughs> it's very convenient. Uh, yeah, she was real happy with it. Uh, what, uh, what what kind of lifespan do you see out of a, a Tesla in your kind of uh, limo business? We plan between three and five years. Uh, I think we're going to be moving closer to the three-year side of that after some experience under our belt. Mm -hmm. Why would you uh, replace them early? It's a factor of keeping up with the technology. I was talking earlier about how the cars are upgradable. You're right, right. There's an expense to upgrading. And in our circumstance, where we want to have a very, very nice car, that's mm -hmm. going to see a lot of people after three years of you know, 10,000 miles a month, that's a lot of wear and tear. So replacing those parts is more expensive than negotiating a new lease. Okay, so you're leasing the cars? We are. Mm-hmm. Are you taking them directly through Tesla lease, or are you going out through a third-party bank? We use third-party financers. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Um, on the Internet, uh, did you design your own website, or did you let a website designer do it? We have an in-house developer, and my business partner is uh, an IT guru at EW Scripps. Hmm. Okay. Good company. Uh, and using search engine optimization? 
Mm-hmm. Pay per click. Pay per click. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We have a couple of clients who have uh, eliminated their sales department in favor of pay per click. It's very easy to get a widespread message out to a specific audience with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always like to ask this question. Uh, what we, we have a, a, a kind of a, a rule here at Sandler Training by Roth and Associates that simple solutions to complex problems are invariably wrong or flawed. So perhaps you could share with our audience a complex problem that you guys have run into in the business and the equally complex solution that you applied that might be applicable in another business. Sure. That's a great question. Um, The one that comes to mind is the challenge of tipping. What you'll notice is that we are the only ride-check provider that offers tipping. Um, No one else does, and it makes the drivers quite upset because that's their living, and oftentimes um, that tip makes the biggest difference to them. Uh, we wanted to make it digitally integrated so that the customer could do it in a way that was not intrusive but still reflective of the service that they received. So we created a way to work that into the app and the, and the website in a way that I, we haven't seen done from any other provider. So the, the tip is calculated before you take the ride? Correct. You have an option to adjust it post-ride. Oh, okay. That's an interesting way to, to look at it. We have several customers that have called back in and tipped you know, much more after the ride is completed because the experience was so different than what you know they had experienced in the past and they thought that it was worth more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've used uh, limo services to get to the airport and uh, I kind of calculate out if it's, I'm going more than a week, it's dumb to leave my car parked at the airport. It's cheaper to take a limo. Yes. Where, where do you see the break-even point for uh, number of days that you're going to have a car parked at the airport? Four days. Four days. Yeah. It's it's that's expensive to take driver. Yes. Unless you live in like, you know, Cleveland and you're coming down to CBG. Well, that's going to be a problem <laughs> drive for you in the pickup, isn't it? <laughs> we could do it. I, you might be able to do it, um, but. Uh, Let's change subjects. What 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 did you guys do in the winter? Tesla's a rear-wheel drive car. How did it work in the winter with the, the snow and ice we had here this year? It's a phenomenal car in the snow and ice, even with the rear-wheel drive. Um, because of that electric motor, again, having no mass in it, there's... Uh, low, low weight, yes. Yeah, there's just no reciprocating mass in there, so it's able to change directions a thousand times a second. So each wheel can respond to those inputs a thousand times a second. The gas car is about 10 times a second because of the ma- mechanical drag, right? The, mm-hmm. You just can't make mechanical adjustments that quickly. So it's very, very good. I've driven it up to 11 inches of snow without issue. Mm-hmm. It's a very heavy car, 5,000-pound car with an adjustable suspension. Oh, I forgot about that. Those batteries are heavy. Mm-hmm. And they're all on the floor, so the weight's very low. Low center of gravity. Yeah. So low, in fact, that the... Uh, Safety administration, when they test cars for their crash safety, mm-hmm. couldn't roll the car with their standard testing equipment. Wouldn't roll over. They would not roll over. They had to build a special ramp to roll the car. So you say the, the car has a height adjustment? Mm-hmm. How big of a range is it? It goes from 5.6 inches to 7.8 inches in height. That's so almost a two-inch range. Yes. Fantastic. Yeah. Uh, perhaps you could give us, a, our listeners, a leadership tip. 
hire smart people and let them be smart. Okay, that's a good one. Uh, and, and Nick, what motivates you to make tough decisions? I love challenges. I always put myself in places that challenge me in unique ways, and that's kind of what keeps me interested in things. Um, uh, I'm the kind of person that gets bored with repetitive jobs very quickly, and always finding the next challenge around the, the corner is my forte. Mm-hmm. I've heard that from more than a few entrepreneurs. So you'd call yourself an entrepreneur? Yes. It's my third company. Third company? Mm-hmm. Mm. What were the first two? Uh, one was a cell phone store, and the other was the first online auto dealership in Ohio. Hmm. I didn't even know we had an online dealership. We only had it for about a year. It was right before the banking crisis. So uh, all my customers couldn't get loans afterwards. Well, <laughs> that makes it tough for an auto dealer. It did. And explains why you wound up at Tesla. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, many things uh, uh, drive CEOs and drive companies. Uh, th- three things are usually the most important. Outlook, what your core beliefs are, uh, desire, uh, your passion for success, and commitment, your willingness to do uh, whatever it takes. Could you talk for a moment about outlook, desire, and uh, commitment? Yeah, absolutely. Um, The outlook of this is changing the transportation industry for the long term to be more sustainable uh, and to realize the dreams of freedom in transportation. I know for me, time in the car is downtime. Mm -hmm. I can't utilize it in the ways that I want to utilize that time. And we're busy people. People are getting busier and busier, despite the technology that's there to help us. I think that this is one piece of technology that can really help people to get that time back. Good. Uh, guys, I want to thank you for, uh, for being on the show. I'm giving each a copy of the newest Sandler book, Selling Technologies, uh, the, the Sandler Way. Thank you. There's a copy of a Sandler training calendar in there and a free training pass to come to uh, uh, whatever program you want to on the calendar. Our, uh, our next open to the public program is uh, How to Build a Sales-Driven Team on uh, August 13th. Uh, Again, guys, thanks for coming in. And, Scott, I'm going to ask you to uh, close out the show. Thanks for listening. This program is the property of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, Inc. The show may be distributed only with written permission and then only in its entirety. If you have any questions or comments, contact Mike at mikeroth at rothconsulting.net or call Mike at 513 753 9400